Hey everyone, welcome to the One Up Cast, the only 30 minute gaming podcast that lasts an hour. This is a show where we look back at old video games and compare what we thought then to the way things are now. My name is Kieran, aka Harry Atomic, and I'll be joined each week, well, from now on each week, by the one, the only, the face of Firmus Gas, Martinez' main man, Mr. Daniel Ferry. Back at it again. I delayed there just to kill it. Mickey Fink. <laughs> <laughs> because what, is that, was that like a metaphor for like that was, the big, uh, it was like a delay, but we're back at are, it again. But we are back at it again. And <laughs> before we begin, this is the first podcast that I'm going to make a cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> whilst d- recording, you might get a kid on the background, see, but it, I am literally just in the door from work, and that's how serious we are about getting this because me and Karen just discussed before this podcast started how fucking busy. It has been in professional and private life. I was just fucking doing all the things and doing being the daddies and being the boyfriends and fucking everything. And it's just been hectic. But we promised. We promise. Yes. And you can do it. 25th of October. We promise you an episode each and every week. Yes. Maybe and- with the exception of Christmas and Easter and birthdays and stuff. But yes, I. But, I, but we'll but we'll know about those ahead of time as well, which shouldn't yes. be too bad. Yes. But. What we what what I always promise myself I'll talk about at the start of every podcast and I never ever do is the Anchor app. That is where we What's upload. That, what what is the Anchor app? You ask. What well, is that? I've never heard about that before. Well, the Anchor app. Let me tell you about this. This is where we upload our podcast each and every almost week, and right. it, <laughs> and it is where <laughs> it is where you can send us both messages, including sending us voice messages that you can record to us with any questions, points, anything you want to discuss, and we can play your lovely voice on the podcast and respond so you can appear on the podcast because you so know. You tell me that someone can actually submit their voice. <laughs> my god As, I know we're living what, in the future what a generation we're living on what and a generation I tell you what we promise if you submit your voice to the podcast we'll submit our voices to the podcast as well which will make we a could f- go inception and submit ourselves a question fuck I right if I could record you a question and you'll have to answer it hello because like, this is like uh, Kieran on a Saturday night two weeks ago right, da- Daniel <laughs> why is PlayStation you know so gonna, fucking shit you know what if, if the podcast ever delayed again we had to submit another question saying where's the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's like ourselves getting on there so what the fuck's the podcast not up this week I'm you're, crazy, you're shite, you're I, shite. I don't like that Kieran boy he's rubbish at podcasting but um, but let me tell me uh, a quick, a quick fairy tale before that's, we get stuck. That's on what it. I was going to say. We're getting under the fairy. I want to, I wanted to, um, I wanted to push your fairy tale over the edge and the unfolding story the, here. Go for it. The, the craziest coincidence, uh, Kieran. I'm literally just on work from a a late shift tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, finished at half nine, and uh, I'm a very good driver. Where I'm, I, I'm actually really strict myself when it comes to you know my phone and driving. I never check my phone when I'm driving. Yeah, I've actually been very, very good because I've just heard horror stories and stuff like that and uh, my phone lights up when it's there's text messages and stuff and uh, I had a text message from Kieran saying do you want to do the podcast I know it's lit and uh, as, as I said to Kieran before the podcast I was going to say no but I thought nope we're doing it we're doing it tonight even though I haven't done from work but then I had a notification from Facebook as I stir my tea mm-hmm. and uh Facebook, so you have memories. You ever, do you ever get those in your phone? Yeah, where, where it's like four from? years ago, you like done this thing on a night out or something. Uh, yeah. This day, seven years ago, 
Okay. I had my interview for the system manager job for Extravision. Hey! We're straight now, There you go. And I didn't get it. Not a spoiler, I didn't get the fucking job. See what happens to companies <laughs> that, you know, you fucking don't get jobs for? Back then, I was so much more social on Facebook. I used to post every day. Like, I used to go, oh, here's a croissant. I'm doing this today. So, you know, I'm like... I'm 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 smart as you. I just watching the bushes. Ah, uh, you just kind of check out what's it. going on, and you would be like, "No, nah, it's fine. Everybody seems to be having fun. I'm not ruining it." It's like it's like you're too so, you're too kind of like you know. The oh, thing is, you're usually too caught up in like what you're doing as well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't want to sort of bring anybody else down. But I'm less than I've a way. I actually tried to kick Facebook for the longest time, but I'm just too nosy, you know. See, I I I I like. I like more of the of the social networks where you can post things and then run away and hide and let people come along and check it out. Facebook seems very kind of like talking to people, whereas Twitter and uh, Instagram is kind of like social. you make a wee sentence or you take a wee photograph or YouTube, you make a wee video and you put it online and then you like close your laptop and you don't look at it anymore. And then you get a wee message being like... Show your high atomic. I see like no, you see, this is the thing. You see, is that, that like... You know, it, it, that that forces me to be social in a way. Yeah. And plus, because it's a different name, you can kind of like make up sometimes where you're like, no, nah, but fucking, you know. Like your, your alter ego? Almost, I. It's like, you know, it's like fake it till you make it almost. You're Without, like Tony Stark. Exactly. Where everybody knows who you are. Aye. You know what I mean? But behind closed doors, he's fucking, Here's he, he gets anxiety and all. You know what I mean? Here's, your, here's a question for you. It's a question for everybody. Actually, I'd love to know everybody's input. How do you make your tea? I well, I use almond milk because you know, save save the planet. And yeah. I, uh, I fucking I use all the cream, brother. <laughs> <laughs> just melt the cow directly under the fucking cup. Just I make up for your absence. That's an old fuck's sake. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I just go, you know, tea bag in the cup because you know who's got the time. Yeah. Stir that bad boy up, squeeze it against the side of the cup. Although I hear you're not meant to do that. And then that's what I just did. Uh, squeeze it against the side of the cup, left it out, throw it away. Tiny bit of milk and stir it up. And away you go. Now the one thing has crossed my mind though, hearing about how people make their cups of tea and how that we're requesting to hear people making cups of tea. Do you remember this is podcast number fourteen? Do you remember podcast number one where we talked about Super Mario Brothers? And we like hit record uh, and we were both dead excited and we didn't know what to do. And we like, we yeah. got, we, we managed to bleed like 35 minutes of podcast out of that. Yeah. And we were dead nervous and we were sitting, we were all like dead excited and oh my God, we're doing a podcast. Now 14 and we're like, so how do you take your tea, Daniel? <laughs> Fucking 10 minutes talking well, about cups of tea. Well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because like, and every time somebody makes me a cup of tea, um, it's a psychological thing with me. To see, see when I make tea myself, I don't like it. Okay. Right? Um, but seems some mix me a cup of tea. I think it's nicer. It's weird. Yeah, um, you told me that before. Whenever we used to watch wrestling every week. Because remember, we so used to get tea made. Uh, and like, that's right. Yeah, and your 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 then fiance now wife used to always make the best tea and bring it on, and we were like, yeah. fuck yeah, this is great. Just watching wrestling and getting tea made for us. How, and, how uh, did life turn out so fucking good? I still watch the wrestling, uh-huh. um, which I want to talk about that. Actually, I know, I, I know. Wrong. We need to. I know. And uh, and uh, <clears throat> what do you call it? But anytime 
uh, someone who makes me a cup of tea, I tell him specifically how I make it, and he look at me as if I'm a freak. But I actually have an hour story then about tea in general. Um, <clears throat> you asked for fairy tales. Two weeks. Uh, this is where it's fucking going, kids. This is where it's going. This is where the rabbit hole. I'm considering. I'm considering whether or not we should just take a week off the console wars and just do a fairy tales fucking special, and we'll just get back to it next week. But anyway, so I do. Continue. Me, I do my tea. I do my tea. Boil a kettle. Throw the bag on. Pour the boiling water on, and then squeeze the bag as yourself. Yeah. Uh, put the milk on sugar stir it up but then i put cold water you do this is what the milk do. i pour cold water on because <clears throat> i'm a big believer that a tea is a drink to be drank there's no and there's so many people i see drinking tea and they're sipping on it going yeah and I, they just I... wait fucking 15 minutes for it to cool down and then they drink it normally where if someone hands me a cup of tea and it's at a room temperature or like a lukewarm temperature, it's going to go down smooth and you're going to enjoy it. Uh, <clears throat> but every time I ask people, as a company, we better cold water after you put the muck on, they look at me as if, what? What? You see, there's so many of these things now that I'm used to hearing because obviously we've known each other like for such a long time. But like I, 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 I remember one night... The first time I found out about this was quite late, and they us being friends. It was maybe like six or seven years on, and I remember your 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 then fiance now wife saying, you know, no telling me about it. it. Wasn't you told me about it? It was just whenever we decided to make a cup of tea one night, and I remember her saying, "Would he see? I'll show you." And she made you a cup of tea, <laughs> but didn't put the cold water on. But she made it like colder. She put like more milk or something, uh-huh. and you sat, you supped it, and you really didn't put you didn't put cold water on it. So it's not it's not just a temperature thing. There's something else going on there. There must be like else. I don't know. maybe it's the fucking chemicals of the flush of the cold water. But you didn't for it. You didn't skip a beat. You were just like, oh, there's no. Okay. You didn't put cold water in it. I was like, it's like one of my biggest hits in life is cucumber. I'm right there with you. As if if I was a wrestler, and you know, it's Stone Cold and the Rock had a great feud. Mm, oh, hi. Austin McMahon and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. If I was a wrestler, my rival would be a cucumber. <laughs> I fucking hate cucumber it's so much. Fucking so much so that I did Slum World about a year ago. And uh, apparently they have these things in Slum World called uh, speed foods, right? Which is kind of accelerates your weight loss. But then they have super speed foods, which is like basically it's anything that's fucking made with water like fucking oranges tangerines cucumber yeah it's like fake like not really <laughs> so calories I, I have a cucumber radar I fucking hate cucumber right <laughs> and uh the wife made me a salad one day and chopped up the cucumber like you know like when a dog second you have to give the dog a tablet mm. so you mush up the tablet onto its food Aye. you try to do that and you, you just knew Cucumber and that. Fucking you. <laughs> fucking you. What are you doing to me? Going back to my teeth thing. Yes. I can't drink tea without a basket. It's too it's too wet without a basket. My basket's too dry without tea. <laughs> There's a vicious cycle. <laughs> Tea's too wet without a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I guess that solves the, the age-old thought fucking experiment is, the, is water wet. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I know it is because it doesn't. Well, have a of course it is. It didn't <laughs> have a fucking basket with. Of course it's wet. <laughs> True. Here's another thing I hate in life. Okay. You ask for fairy tales. You're getting this. Okay. 
coffee. Oh, really? Fucking hit. Oh, hit yeah, yeah, yeah. Right enough. I've never heard you drink coffee. I'm a big coffee fan. I actually hate it. But it's weird. It's well weird. Coffee, the smell of coffee now is very nostalgic to me. Okay. As well, because when I first started going out with Ashlyn, uh, like it was 10 years ago, she used to have like a percolator with, uh, and she used to have like literally coffee every day and that smell of coffee throughout the house. So every mm. time I smell it now, it always reminds me when we first went out in our first flat that we went together. So it was very, it's a very nostalgic fe- smell. That's really nice. But I fucking hate it. <laughs> that's not it. really nice. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. There's never a fucking reason where every fucking house you go to is all the coffee sweets are eating, never eaten. <laughs> swear to God. Get it off and your every time Get it off your chest. And every time you get fucking you go to the cinema and somebody offers you a rebel, do you want some rebels? You always get fucking coffee ones and your mother will fucking fall. <laughs> fucking hit them. But um Okay. I'll tell you why, but cement them hit so much more. <laughs> Go for it. One day, when I was the manager in game, um, this big wig regional manager was down. So, like, uh, like a divisional manager, like a head of retail, was in the shop, and my regional manager's all here. Go with somebody. Go get um, teas and coffee. And uh, Costa downstairs. Mm. That's all right. No bar. So I say to this head of the division boy, what do you want? I'm going to get us all cups and tea and coffee. And he was all, uh, can I just have a, just a coffee, mom? I was like, do you want sugar or anything? No, ground. Oh, and then, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, I never said his name. <laughs> the regional manager uh, was all just get me a uh, coffee and milk as well. So he basically replicated the last time. I already knew what I was getting, but I'll tell you what I got in the morning. Um, so I went down. I ordered mine, and uh, I was all, uh, can I get two coffees and milk? Mm. The guy looked at me, he was all, what? So okay, two coffees, milk, sugar. And he was looking at this, like, touchscreen display, and he was all, <laughs> looking dead, confused. <laughs> and he was all, coffee with milk, as I. And he was all, hold on, and I was all, is there anything wrong? He was, no, I just don't know what button to press here. Yeah. He's always never. I've never heard that order before. And I was all really in a coffee shop. Never like... heard of a coffee of milk. So he called over a supervisor. He goes, "What's wrong?" He's all. He pointed at me. He didn't say anything. I was all, "Can I get two coffees of milk?" And he's all, "Oh, you mean two lattes?" You see, he led you astray because that's not. I know what you're trying to order, and it's it's not two lattes. So he, he did and the then air. He pressed the button and he walked away. Hey, done the air. So apparently, a coffee of milk is called a latte. It well, a coffee a coffee that is made with warm milk and no water, I think, is called a latte. But why is it so difficult? But what we're used to, which is just you know, coffee, hot water, bit of milk, bit of sugar. Sure. That's just that's an americano with milk. An americano, so americano is just I a black coffee. For, so what happens if I ask for a cup of tea with cold milk and a wee dash of cold water after? Oh, if you ask for tea, then they get... just look at you like, what the fuck are you doing? And they just give you like <laughs> a tea. A they don't even pour it for you. They just give you a teapot. That's like, they won't sully themselves no. with it. They'll be all, no, I'm not even going to do that. So I came back up and told them the story. Uh, and they're like, oh, that's mad there. While I stand there sucking on a Frappuccino. 
Um, so, so two coffees with milk or something? Is that okay, sir? What do you want yourself? Oh, well, I want a, a, an iced Strawberry mo- and cream frappuccino. Strawberry and cream mocha look a frappuccino, please. And they're all, coming right up, sir. We got we got them in red, blue, green. They they fucking the jack I ordered a frappuccino. The reason why I ordered a frappuccino because of I thought it made me stand out. Plus, <laughs> if I got a cup of tea, I don't want to stand on the shop floor eating a biscuit. <laughs> Do you want a cup of tea, Daniel? No, fuck, I'll get crumbs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you walk around with a pack of ginger nuts looking at commercial activity. Oh, yeah, there. Do you want a cup of tea? No, I'm going to have to be done around while full, hey? That's fucking brilliant. Oh. So... There you go. These must be. I'm crying. My gl- I glasses here, are steaming up. I'm crying that much. Before we get stuck on, um, yes, <clears throat> wrestling for people who don't like wrestling. Kieran will give you the timestamp at the bottom. We'll really skip past. Yes, um, I I will put we need a- to talk about wrestling because I actually made BBC News this week. Yes, it did. Uh, I, I sent you a message about this and everything, I think. Is yeah, this the thing we're talking about? Me. Yes. Actually, actually, we'll bring everyone up to speed. Yes, uh, you, people you, don't follow you, wrestling. You explain. Um, there's a wrestler called Roman Reigns. He's kind of like the new John Cena slash Hulk Hogan. He's like the guy. And uh, he's like the kitty poster child. Uh, he always wins. He never loses. People like me and Kieran's age uh, hate him, like they boo him, surely uh, because he's like the, the, the chosen one. And um, for people who are not up to speed with wrestling, um, I still, still actually watch it quite regularly. Me and Kieran, how many years ago now, Kieran? Six, seven years ago? Well, five. five. But five years ago, we used to watch it religiously every Monday night, wasn't it? Tuesday. Every Tuesday night, we used to watch it religiously for the free hour long, and then we would watch all the pay-per-views. We did that for about a full year, but then we realized it was kind of like rehashed. Every The storylines just kept repeating themselves. So, Kier moved away to Belfast, but I still watched it, but I now watch it for YouTube. So I watch like the five minute highlights and whatnot, but I, I always watch the pay-per-views though, so that's how I enjoy it more now. I find if I just watch the pay-per-views, but watch the YouTube clips so I can understand the stories how it's going on yeah um, but anyway Roman Reigns has always been the guy um, and he, every time he comes out he gets booed out of every arena because obviously parents take their kids and the parents boo the life of him because he's beaten all the legends beaten all the old people like he beat The Undertaker last year at Wrestlemania spoiler yep. uh, and he's, he was just getting booed out of the arena uh, he came out this week at the start of the show holding his belt because he's he's a champion of course he is uh, the big dog the big dog as they call him and he was getting booed out of the arena definitely as normal and credit to WWE normally stuff like this leaks beforehand yes uh, right now actually but not not even a whisper like it wasn't even on dirt sheets normally you hear wee rumor mills here and there nothing he took the microphone in his hand and uh, he wanted to make an apology because he's saying, listen, uh, you know, because he was slagging all these part-timers coming on and he was going to be a fighting champion. He's all, I have to leave. I have to give up my belt because they got leukemia. That... And as soon as he said it, the fucking audience 
just fucking the, definite it quiet. Was, it was really somber. It was far, and as you said to me in a text message, like you're just hoping the crowd wouldn't turn on him or. But what got me, hey, if anybody's seen it, is when he's walking out at the end and then Seth Rollins, I don't know if you've seen that part. Yeah. Seth Rollins it, is like... It was is, like his old teammates. For anybody that's not into yeah, wrestling, it's like his old teammates. was hugging him and the tears were tripping down his face and I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. It's hard to watch that one. It was, it was just... And he actually said, my name's Joe. No, that, that was it. He broke it all down. He was just like, my name's Joe and I've been battling this for years and... It was in remission, and um, now it's back. And... Fuck me, hey, Jesus! It, it Jesus. it's one of them times oh. whenever you really have to kind of. It's one of them times whenever you realize that you you know, uh, yes, we were very big advocates for he should be you know flogged over the coals and it's mm-hmm. terrible and blah, blah blah. But you do realize at that stage, no matter how deep your dislike is for a character, that it is just the character that you dislike. Yeah. Yeah, the exactly. human being behind it matters much more and as soon as he turned around and said that like oh, my name's Joe blah blah and I'll still say right now the character Roman Reigns I fucking hate him but the guy yeah. the guy himself I obviously have no I don't know the guy I have no problems with the guy but it was so it was just so sad to see it and it was such a big shock because as you say it didn't leak it didn't anything he was their main guy They they pushed him so hard and it's, it's just mad because you know. it, it could be back in it could be back in six months or he could be back in six years. It's fucking know. crazy. Like he's cover busy. No, mean, it could be fatal. Like he's just scary, and he's got a family and everything. Like yeah, he's got a daughter, a wife and daughter. Yeah. But so I hope to God, yeah, he comes out of it. And he'll never be booed again. Put it that way. No, he will not be booed again. Not after not after he, he opened himself up so freely to everybody, even despite how that yeah. how that he's treated. Or his character is treated by people, yeah. but anyways, yes, so, that's it, it's, it. Is it's a, it's a somber moment, but we're all fingers crossed for a happy ending. But and then on bright and um, before you get stuck on, yes, we're now an hour and a half at the time of recording away from Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes, we are, and uh, we um, are we're actually uh, twenty two minutes on the podcast, so I reckon we could probably squeeze in. Just a quick opinion on the whole hundred-hour work week thing that's going on. Hi, because again, I, I was in England for my work last week, and I, I kind of must. You might, might know more about this. I seen a wee, but like, what was the full story? That like uh, it was like one of the directors come out and said, "Oh, with crunch time, we're putting about a hundred hours a week on per staff member." Or what was the full? It's from what I heard, <laughs> and I and I followed it very loosely. But I did. I did follow it a bit. Was that some people were coming? It's it's a very two sided story. So yeah. again, not. I'm going to try and stay as down the middle as I can and give my opinions only on the facts that I know. So feel free to correct me. But it sounds like a lot of the people who were doing a lot of the hard graft sort of day to day work, like not management yeah. sort of level, were saying we had to do a hundred hour weeks. Like we we're crazy crunch to get this done because of the scope that the game was no or no because of the no, the scope of the game and how little planning went on to getting the right amount of people to do it and as cost cutting measure and i've heard loads of different reasons as to why but ultimately mm-hmm. what people were saying was that they felt that they had to like it wasn't a, a, a it wasn't like a hard fast rule but it was like if you don't you know or if you do life will be easier for you 
Yeah. And then management were saying, you know, the, the other side of that coin, then his management were saying, yes, there were 100-hour work weeks that were happening, but it's only because people cared so much about the game and really wanted to get it made and really wanted to blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You know the PR answer? So you never What's really What's the highest know. ever amount of hours that you've ever worked on one week? 114, I think, is the most I've ever Jesus done in one Christ. week. Mine's is like... 79 mm. Toys R Us, so that nearly killed me. So I don't know how you did that. Yeah, I, I will not say where I don't mind, <laughs> but it was, uh, I'm sure you could probably put it together. But it was, uh, it was during a very popular console launch that rhymes. I, I, I just named them because they're dead. Uh, so. <laughs> well, the one this one isn't, but it was during the launch of, uh, let's just say it was during the launch of the the Nintendo Wii. Um, Nintendo. Uh, uh, it yes. was during the launch of that console and uh, it, 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 it was just that much work going that we were told work as much as you want and you'll get paid for it and I yeah. went oh fuck great that sounds like a blank check and then at the end of it I got pulled into yeah. a room and I was like they were like you really shouldn't have done that that was illegal and I was like oh no did I get am I in trouble they were like no but we could be in trouble so like yeah. you know you need to sign this form saying that you're okay to work these hours and that it was your choice and I was like yeah well it yeah. was so I'm okay to sign it and that was it but yeah, it was that. That was the most I done. But I couldn't picture doing that constantly with yeah. a family or with you know like a personal life outside of work and uh-huh. doing that. Yeah, and that's the thing. That I mean that 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 shift for Toys R Us was actually like less than a year. Well, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and me having a family, and I think that's what contributed to kill me. Just being it just and also kill me in a mental sense where I wasn't seeing my family. I was literally cut work. Like literally every operational hour that shop was running, I was there, and you only slept when the shop was closed. Yeah. Um. Like you're obviously. Is is it okay to say that you're a lot younger then? And yes. you probably had a lot more energy, and I, you didn't have as much as commitments. You know, you didn't have a full time job elsewhere. Or I, I was a sin- have, like, I was a single guy, and I lived in a house with three people that worked in that shop with me. Okay. which meant everybody was doing it. If you were going home, you were going home to an empty house. Everybody was in work. Uh-huh. So the whole house was just constantly pulling overtime, which meant that so it was, like was almost... Thing as well. Yeah, it was, like a, it was like a frat party almost. It was like, it was worth your while to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and, and it was a 24-hour operation because obviously you were, you know, getting things ready at night, you know, while the shop was closed. So yeah. you were just running around with your mates, tidying things, moving things unboxing things and just having a crack do you know what i mean yeah you had films playing on tvs you had music playing you know so it wasn't really like hard graft work which is also again uh, with my memory of it being that difficult again i don't know how that with the whole rockstar thing like how the fuck did they do it like but it's it's i mean i mean it's just it's strange because it just shows you the human side of. I think I've said this before with God of War Four, with uh, God of War Four and the PS Four mm-hmm. when the reviews came out, the director, the head guy, broke down in tears, crying. And again, it just showed you the um, the human side of game. Uh, a lot yeah. of people would like look at a game and go, oh, "That's shit, that's amazing." They never re- realize, you know, people are grafting and grinding and fucking doing everything. Um, Regardless of what organization that you work on, though, I feel that it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. Now, and as you say, it could be for the love of the pro- project. <clears throat> uh, I find that hardly believe. Personally, yeah. um, I mean, 
I fucking loved my job in game. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I never did a hundred hour week. No, and I could have. I could have. And game were very good. I don't know what's cool to hit on game, but game any hours that I did do, I did get back. So I was contracted. I was salaried, and I wasn't. I wasn't paid for overtime. Yeah. But my my regional manager was very good to me in a sense of. I was fully transparent with him during Christmas because there's always that extra. You know, my philosophy as a manager is I wouldn't ask someone to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. So people were doing overtime. I was doing overtime. And again, it's tough when you, especially when you have a family and you're tired and you just, you want to go home. But game are always good in the sense where if I did 60 hours a week or whatever, I always got it back in time back. Yeah. Now, they could, I don't know, management levels in Rockstar. You know, I'm sure it could be the same or there could be massive bonuses for sales and all that carry on, which is going to make billions this game, no doubt no, about it. No, it's going to sell fucking billions of copies. But again, I just don't think any anybody should work that. Now, I, again, there's no real evidence of physical staff members actually doing it. This is just a, a comment that he, it was like a throwaway comment, so... He could just pull that number on his arse to kind of hype up the game even more. One thing I know Rockstar did do that they, they allowed their staff to go on social media and talk about the company. Yeah. And I know, and I did see quite a bit of it, and uh, it was largely, you know, you know, positive. What people were saying, were coming out and saying, you know, you know, this in the way that about twenty extra hours, but but because I wanted to get this section done, or you know, things yeah. like that. So <laughs> I think. Perfect example here, though, is yourself, where I think I don't think we've ever talked about this. Um, Kieran, did it, you had a 100 video streak every day, wasn't it? 176, I think it was. It was every day. Every single one, like every single stop. day. Some days I even done two. You, you didn't stop. Like you're in your YouTube and your professional life, and you combine YouTube on top of it because I know it's a passion YouTube. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, what happened? What made you? Did you just burn out, or what was it? I got to the stage where it, I was burnt out. It was see at the start, all right, just to get on data. But at the start, the way it works is that you're. You're not very. You, uh, how am I gonna put this without sounding condescending? I don't mean this to sound condescending if anybody else starting, but you're not very good. You know what I mean? You're really rusty. You're learning, so yeah. there's a lot of things that are just passable that you look at and you're like, "Wow, that's brilliant," but it doesn't take that long. So mm. you film something dead quick, and then you edit something dead quick, and then you post it, and all of a sudden it's like, "I only took an hour and a half," and there's a wee ten minute video of me playing games. That's fun. I could do that every day. So you promise and you go yeah. out do it every day. Then all of a sudden you get better and you're like, hold on a second. Now it's taken me two hours to film something because I know how to set up, you know, a certain joke or I know how to set up a certain narrative or whatever. And then you sit and you edit it and you're like, oh, I can edit it. They make this bit better or I need to fix that part or I can do color correction on this bit and I can do a fade. You know what I mean? And so now all of a sudden you're spending more time because you know more, but your deadline's Uh, still the same. And it got to the stage for me where I was starting to clamp down on the things I could do because I was like, there's just not enough hours in the day. Do you know what I mean? And 
while I was doing those like a hundred and whatever, hundred and seventy whatever uh, days in a row, there was a I think there was a wedding. I was sick. Tw- yeah. I was sick twice. I had a career change, and I went to Las Vegas for a week and suffered from really bad jet lag for a week, so I didn't record anything, and still managed to do it every day. Because what you would do is you would record more than one a day, so you were ahead of yourself. So if you were going to be away for two days, you would have two videos scheduled. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe three, so that you could come back and record one. So ultimately what happened was is that it got to the stage where I was just burnt out, and I couldn't get any better because there wasn't enough time in which I could get better. Yep. So I ended up saying, nah, I'm done. And I left. And then ultimately when I stepped away, I was like, how long? It turned out as well because I'd been doing stuff every day. I hadn't stopped to explore what I actually like about games. And so that's whenever I started yeah. moving on the older stuff because I realized, now that's actually what I really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And so you start homing in on, on your interests a lot. Do you know what I mean? But then I suppose that's the benefit of not having a, a massive, massive channel either is that you can do that type of yeah. thing and it doesn't really impact you. You've all the freedom, do you know uh, what I mean? To do whatever you want. And again, it's it like again as you mentioned, deadlines there and rock stars obviously had their deadlines as well, but I think there is a point where from as you say, a small channel to the juggernaut that is rock star. Yeah. You just have to know when to you know enough enough. I'm going home or I'm t- I'm switching off or Yeah. No, I, I can relate to that feeling entirely. If they were pushed that much every single day and they're so yeah. close to what they're doing, you, you do become so close to it that you don't you don't get any satisfaction from it. Oh, it's almost as if, right, that's that one done on the next one now. Like, you've no time to stop and smell the roses. Do you know what I mean? And So I can get where they're well, coming ho- from. Hopefully today they're smelling the roses because yes. the review embargo was lifted and I don't know if you caught any of it. But, I watched one. Uh, at the time of recording, it's the highest rated game of the year. It's the highest rated game in the past five years in Metacritic. Uh, believe it or not, Bloodborne was the last one. Uh, it's sitting currently at 98 on Metacritic, one point behind Ocarina of Time. Wow. Which is the highest rated game uh, ever on Metacritic. Uh, Metacritic, for you to understand, is like they basically all the review scores are basically taken and averaged out. And that's the score. Um, very impressive. Uh, it's getting hailed as game of the generation. So I just hope they're all patting each other in the back. And for anybody that was doing 100 hours, if they were, maybe that's a bit of, you know, well done. And I hope you're getting paid for it. <laughs> I, hope I hope you're, you're getting, getting paid, paid for it now. I hope you're getting paid. But and at the same time as well, like you, you do programming. Yes. Would you not give your left arm to be a part of a project like that? It would be good fun to work on a project that's like I mean of that magnitude. So you can say like you can say, Oh my god, I was I animated the trees and read the redemption too. That's ultimately what you want to do is you wanna step back yeah. and you wanna look at what you built and you wanna go yeah, like I had a hand in that. It's like I always remember you telling me about the guy Far Cry two who did the fire. He was a fucking intern. He was a student. Yep. And, and he developed the fire for the game and it turned out it was one of the best features in the game it was a selling point I think they put it on the back of the box it was like oh the fire is so realistic and blah blah and they showed yeah. it off and the guy was a student who was just like I go play, play with this and he came back <laughs> and he was oh yeah I think I figured out fire and they were like right let's play it and they were like holy fuck that's amazing I think the, the way the story goes is that the guy shot a barrel which like 
lit a box on fire, which lit like a straw bale on fire, which lit a house on fire, and all of a sudden this wee village all caught fire and people were running around trying to, you know, were burning the fucking death. All these wee NPCs were dying. And they were like, mm. holy fuck, this guy's on to something. And so then they, they toned it down a bit, obviously, so that it was a bit less, you know, OP. <laughs> and uh, it was one of the selling points of the game. It was one of the big, like, yeah. oh, by the way, you need to check this out. You know, just, just buy the game yeah. and you can check it out. So, yeah, it just... Uh, and that guy can forever look. And even though now Far Cry 2, if you say Far Cry 2, people are like, oh, that's that fucking old game or whatever. But he can look and he can be like, I, I, I made the fire in Far Cry 2. The fire? Yep. And that, so... Congratulations to Rockstar. Um, but I hope we don't. Uh, I don't. I hope this isn't becoming a trend. So yes, I agree. So, if you need, so, if you need people, if you rely on people working that many hours, you are either asking too much of the people you have, or you don't have enough people. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's a perfect panel. There we go. Anyways, so what is this week's topic? We are going to continue on the console war path now for this part of the podcast and we are going to talk about the Xbox One, the sorted Xbox One. I can imagine this is where we are now going to, our, 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 our gaming paths are going to diverge because yeah. I, I stuck with the Xbox One. That's currently, it's not, I suppose I don't really have a main console now. I, I bounce back and forward, but definitely my most... One of my most played would probably be the Xbox One. Because I, I was about 360 playing. I think you said in episode 9, uh, you you thought Microsoft was right, but then you teased it, and then you went, well, yes. what do we get to the Xbox One I did. episode? So I left it. This is, uh, this this is, is the your one. platform now, sir. Do you want me to go ahead and explain my reasoning? So, what? just for, for background for people that didn't follow it, what happened was, was on the day that the E3, I think it was like E3, fuck, I don't know, 20, 2013, I think it was the I think E3. They had the private conference before E3 yeah. and announced the console. And Either way, it was the Oh, yeah, they, they'd done that for a while where they were revealing like the designs and stuff. But, anyways, yeah. the Xbox One was revealed by possibly the slimiest human I've ever seen in my life, Mr. Don Matrick. <laughs> he, he, he looks awkward at all times. He looks like a, an alien from Men in Black inside. A, a human skin anyways and I've never met the man he's probably very nice but anyways um, he, he probably listening to a fog yes, a <laughs> I know I said they're all blacklist in that fucking atomic <laughs> bastard he's the, he thinks his 360 videos is going to take off well I've got another thing for him <laughs> best best dust off your playstation boy because you're finished anyways I'm probably banned from xbox live now but anyways <laughs> so they announced, anyways, that the, the main focus, which I am not going to condone, was entertainment and TV. That's what they were going on about the entire time. You can watch TV on your device, subscription services. We're going to get into making fucking Halo movies. I don't even know if that ever actually happened. Um, and, I did, yeah. Oh, fuck. And they, and they had this whole thing as well about like an, an extra HDMI port on the back that you could plug like your set-top box into so you could control it from your Xbox. It was all entertainment focused. That was the whole thing and i think well, that, that's ultimately why they called it the xbox one wasn't it because it was the one device yeah that was that was the central one like the hub yeah. of your of your yeah. home but the whole thing was is that that was they were they were swinging they or they were casting such a large net to try and 
widen the audience and it was i know and i mean on paper it sounds like an idea it's just the execution was really bad where it was like let's have more entertainment features for people that are a bit more kind of casually interested maybe we can do for streaming entertainment what you know the playstation 2 did for the dvd do you know what i mean and really popularized it and became the central device for it so on paper it sounds great but whenever you go out there and you just ignore what brought you to the dance like that core gaming audience like, that's yeah. what killed it. But anyways, that's not the point it was on about teasing. The main bit that they went on about was, and this turned a lot of heads uh, for the wrong reasons, was they said that their console would have an always-on DRM system where for you to use your console, that you would have to be logged in at least once every 24 hours and that there would be no pre-owned games at all a disc is a, a, a physical copy of a game would essentially be like an unlock key yeah. where if i bought a game i would put it on it would register that game and that disc i don't know how they were going to do it i mean i have a few ideas but i, I won't even hazard to guess how they were going to do it but you would put the disc on and the disc would then like marry with my account and i'd be able to play it the idea then was also that I could play it without the disc because it was married to my account. But if I sold yeah. the disc or gave it to you and you put it in, you would only get a demo or like mm-hmm. a or like a time limited trial, like you could play for like two hours or something. Yeah. But that was the whole idea behind it. That was that was their whole ethos at the time was this you gotta check on your console all the time and you uh there's no absolutely no pre owned games. Now the reason why that I was behind that... Now, at the start, I have to admit, my knee-jerk reaction was, what the fuck, this is shit, I am not making a lot of money, and pre-owned games is where I get most of my games from. But yeah. at the time, after I sat and thought about it for a while, I was like, no, do you know what? This isn't so bad, and I think that this could be something. Now, what I think... Now, I'm just... There's, I think that the, people were automatically comparing it to PlayStation, because then... Not the spoiler on the finale of our console wars thing, but Sony ultimately used Microsoft's approach against them in the yeah, way that they the advertised. Opposite. They just did the fucking opposite, bin, and everybody loved it, which meant that the Microsoft one was obviously universally hated. But yeah. I think that could have been the kill and blow, you know, that could have won overall the every fucking console. I think it could have put Sony out of business. I think it could have put PlayStation out of business. I'll go that far. If they would have stuck really? to their guns, I think it could have put Sony out of business. Because I wouldn't have went that far. Oh no, I, maybe, maybe I'm just clickbaiting, right? To keep people listening, yeah. forty-two minutes on day, a thirty-minute <laughs> podcast. But <laughs> the reason why is because I don't think Microsoft. I'll say Microsoft and Sony, but what I mean is Xbox and PlayStation. But I don't think that Microsoft were competing with Sony anymore. I think what they were trying to do was they were trying to get on the bed and take over uh, the market that Steam had created for itself. All right, okay. Because a lot of the people that were sitting going, oh, hey, uh, I can't believe I'm going to have to check in every 24 hours or my console is going to stop working. Uh-huh. I I have to fucking log on to my Steam account anytime I want to play games. And yes, now yeah. I can go to an offline mode, but I remember a time when you had to be online to enable your offline mode. So if you lost yeah. your internet connection, you couldn't open Steam. So we, we've had this for years. 
and on on the same platform, the PC gaming platform, which people are so ready and willing they rally behind, like all this master yeah. race talk, is yeah, they, there's no traded games on that either. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. not one single game trade. You, in fact, you can even go and buy. I've done it for I think Skyrim. I got it super cheap off game. Funnily enough, they were getting rid of all their PC copies. And I bought a PC yeah. copy, opened the, the case. There was a sticker inside with the 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 code. Type the code on the Steam to redeem it, and just I've never looked at the disc. The disc could be yeah. made of fucking tissue paper for all I know. It I just didn't need yeah. it. So I think ultimately. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead, sir. No, well, I was... Uh, you the, the the main bit that I was getting at, and this is where... Because you're probably looking at me going, ah, but how long? Steam games are dead cheap. And that's why Steam can do that, because you're getting... Or at least at the time, you were getting Steam games for super cheap. And they were having summer sales where there was games falling out of the sky and everybody has eight, 900, you know, Steam games. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why that Steam can do that. Because if you cast your mind back whenever steam first launched i don't know i mean i i i was only mildly aware of it i had a lot of friends who were really into pc gaming at the time and everyone used i, I don't know if you remember but direct to drive uh-huh. everyone That's used right. that was the online like digital service for downloading your pc games was through direct to drive and then steam launched as valve's own like proprietary storefront and everybody was like oh fuck fucks valve and steam is shit and it was shit because you were spending more money on your games you know, through Steam, and they had their own Steam DRM attached to it. Like, let's not forget that Steam is a form of DRM. Yeah. So everyone was like, "Why would you buy on that? Why would you buy on that?" But the reason why, and it's the exact, and it sounds familiar because it's the same way the Xbox One was proposing they were going to run it. But with a new game that you buy nowadays in stores, you buy Red Dead Redemption, you'll buy on Friday for I don't know sixty quid or something, right? Yeah. A large percentage of that, now, arbitra- let's just say for arbitrarial reasons, let's say 20 quid. 20 quid yeah. off that game is reserved as a publisher levy against the money that they will lose from trade-in copies of that game being sold. Because now one one disc does not mean one sale. One disc is maybe five uh-huh. sales. Because you'll buy it, yeah. you'll trade it in, the next guy will buy it, and then the next girl will buy it, and the next person will buy it. And so there's like four or five people, all right? But what uh-huh. you're doing is, let's say years ago, because you remember back when games were like £40, £45. Yeah. But then whenever trade-ins happened, games got more expensive, even though nobody uh-huh. really seemed to realize it. The reason what yeah. was is because publishers were going, right, what we'll do is we'll recoup all of our we cut of the game off the first person that buys it. So what you're doing is you're yeah. paying like a fiver for the next four people that are buying the game. So that was what was happening with Steam. Publishers were going, nah, put the game up for 40 quid on Steam uh, because, you know, that's what a game costs and that's our levy. And Steam eventually Uh negotiated with their publishers, all right, to drop the levy on the games and go, look, our platform is secure. There's no downloads. Uh Your game sells newer for longer because Red Dead Redemption will sell as a new game for maybe three or four weeks. Then after that, traded Uh sales will just surge. So... Steam are going, hold on, but your your new game is selling on our platform for maybe a few months at full price. You can do a sale whenever you want. Two years into your game being out or three years or whatever, like a stupidly long time, you can drop the price of your game by 50% and get a surge in sales. You get all that money. 
So you get all the coin, yeah. Aye, so why why don't you why don't you uh, let up on that levy a wee bit? No, instead of charging you know twenty quid as a levy, why not just charge like a fiver? Because you know you're not losing any sales. So then publishers agreed, and they went, yeah, okay, uh, we'll drop the levy down for PC copies of the game. All of a sudden, now Steam can charge less than their competitors for the same product. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So imagine on Xbox One if they could prove the publishers that their Xbox One platform was a closed system that had yeah. no, you know what I mean? That like they could drop the levy. Now all of a sudden Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out tomorrow and it's 60 quid on PS4 and 45 quid on Xbox One. Uh-huh. All of a sudden then it becomes very hard to be PlayStation in that market. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So because let's face it as well, the used game market is driven by new sales. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah, so what's what comes first, the horse the cart? Yeah. The cart so the this is why whenever I sat back and thought about it, I was like, no, do you know what? I think there's a business strategy here. But then the bad PR got on first and it was like, fuck it, we'll just drop it. And... Well, anyways. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my kind of counter argument towards that. Yes. And then uh, I'll have a few fairy tales about working during that. Um, what you're saying, all very valid points. However, the problem ultimately with the Xbox One is when you mention PC and Steam, everything you're saying is correct. However, the problem that you have is that you have an ecosystem consoles that have been since the dawn of time have been primarily, you know, you buy, you trade on, you buy, you trade on, you buy, you trade on, or whatever. Yeah. People were so used to that kind of culture of thinking <clears throat> again, working on that kind of environment. People on the weekend, if there was nothing new coming out, people would come on the game and they would pay 10, 20 quid on a second-hand game. And again, I understand that the publisher are not making any money off that. Um, but consumers were just so used to that kind of ethos, that mindset. And the problem here is, and again, you, you get this with any company, and you've seen it with the PS4, Fortnite, crossplay thing. When someone says, no, you can't have something, who shout, the, the, the vast majority might be silent on it, but people who shout on the internet, they just shout loud, and it, bad PR spreads like wildfire, more than good PR. Yes. Um. So automatically, when a console comes out and says, you cannot do this, and it could be the simplest thing, like, like let's just say the next Xbox has a, a wireless charging controller, and the PS5 doesn't. Yeah. You're going to get that oh my god, you're telling me I cannot wirelessly charge my controller, but Xbox has it. Yeah. And that's and that he tells his mate, and his mate tells his mate, and his mate tells it slightly twisted. And it's dear as well, and it just spreads like wildfire. Yeah, you focus effect. on the negatives, and yeah. Yes, yes. The problem that you have ultimately there, again, you, you have that consumer who's so used to, like anybody who's buying an Xbox One at launch, it's called Spade a Spade, unless... The, the, the age, let's just say the average age, they're going to be in their mid-20s, they're going to be working part-time, they're going to be a student, they're going to be able to afford to buy it. Like eight-year-old kids, aren't, unless they're very fortunate and their parents can afford it, they're not going to be buying this day one. And again, this negative thing is when somebody is investing four to £500 on a console and they're told, oh, by the way, you can't do this, straight away people are going to go, but I'm paying... X amount of pounds on that. And again, I can understand what you're saying. Well, PC, I think PC is slightly different because 
you going on the PC knowing that and expecting that, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Where with console, you can't really do that because it's been hasn't been like that ever before, and it was all, all my other consoles. I can do that. Why can't I do that now? Yeah. And you're right in what you're saying. Where Red Dead Redemption sixty quid on PS4, but it's forty five on Xbox One. But your biggest problem there is, and this is where the Xbox had their biggest problem, is that you need brick and mortar stores, be it Tesco's game, Extravision, whoever, to sell your hardware. Yes. So your biggest problem there is that. Let's just say Xbox stuck to their guns and said, right, this is the way it is. You don't like it, this is the way it is. You can get a game £15 cheaper on our console, though. Yeah. I know for a fact, seeing it firsthand, the companies are going to push PlayStation more. Yeah. Because they know they can make more money in the long run off of PlayStation. Do you remember the backlash about six months ago when Xbox announced Xbox Game Pass? Yes. It was a subscription service, so it was like eight quid a month. Yeah. And every single Xbox One exclusive was on it. And you can just download it for free and play it as much as you want. Yeah. And like future games that are exclusive to Xbox, like Forza or State of Decay or whatever, day one, yours, you can have it. Yeah. Australian retailers and uh, retailers in the UK just stop. No, we're not. You know, if you want an Xbox, go, go to Amazon. Yeah. They just they weren't supplying them more. And again, <clears throat> brick and mortar stores won't be an issue in say ten years time yeah, because unfortunately they are, they are dying. That's it. They are dying. They are dying. That's ultimately why I left that business because yeah. it's a volatile industry. Um <laughs> digital is like last week, uh, Call of Duty had the worst day one sales ever, but they had also had the highest digital sales for the year of any platform of any game. So their digital's booming and they're making more money off that. Um, so we are getting there, but I, f- I still don't think we're fully there yet. So let's just say the Xbox 2 came out yeah. next year and done the same thing. This is right. You can't trade on a game. You can't do that. You can't do this. The exact same thing would happen again. People go, nope. Yep. No, PlayStation. I'll just go to PlayStation. Because again, we're getting there. We're not there yet. Yes. The, and the problem is, is that you need someone to have the bigger, the biggest balls to do it. Yeah. Because it's going to happen eventually, and it's either going to be Xbox or it's going to be PlayStation, and someone's going to do it eventually. And there's go- there is going to be a massive backlash. Yeah. But if you do it in PS6 or whatever, mm. it might be grand then. But ultimately, what is holding this all back? Again, they fall back to my point, is brick and mortar stores. Tesco's game, you name them, Argos or whatever, is holding it back because let's just say tomorrow, overnight, and it could it could happen. Uh PlayStation and Xbox could just both agree between them. Right. Red Dead, Redemption, Call of Duty, whatever. What a quad digitally. Yeah. What a quad. While the games and the retail stores are sixty quid, yeah. What would happen? What would happen? You're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Nobody would yep. stop. You're not going to sell hardware. Yeah, you would lose that sh- that shelf space, which is ultimately advertising that, space. Yep. So what would happen then is that these retailers would go, Nintendo's not doing that. 
will drive a fuck out of Nintendo. Hi. And then it's great for Nintendo because they can go happy days. We're selling all this. Um, so, like, retail is a funny beast because these companies need retail stores to sell their hardware, but they don't need them to sell their software. Yeah. And this is ultimately what the biggest problem was, is that, you know, it was just the PR. Do you remember the, the video that PlayStation did saying this is how you... You, you trade games uh, with your friend on PS4, and he just was a was a just personal hands video of him just right? handing. And that yeah. was that. I mean, that was so damning for yeah, because they knew what they were doing. Xbox, they knew what they were doing. And again, let's just say again, the Mars. I said both of them went. You know what? Digital games are twenty quid cheaper across the board. Yep. Brick and mortar stores go well, fuck you. So I'm not. We're not selling your games, and then we'll not sell your harpers. No. So you're. It's, it's a tricky one. You've 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 given all you've given strong strong counter arguments right the 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 idea that i had set forward there at the start do i know do i know what the controversial thing here is in terms of argument is Mm -hmm. i i completely agree with you there's nothing Mm -hmm. i can fault because ultimately you know what happened what happened happened and they 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 completely cancelled it so we'll never know but there is evidence that my theory that that's what they were trying was there is yeah. a but there is a wee bit of I mean it is a bit conspiracy theory evidence but there is some evidence there for it as well like for example when you buy an Xbox exclusive game you also get yeah. a copy of it on the Windows Marketplace yeah which also made me think that they were trying to pull business away from Steam yeah you know so even PC players who don't have an Xbox One can now get Xbox One titles on their PC yeah. but only through this rival service you know what I mean yeah. So that's a bit of evidence for us to why it was there. But the main difference, and this is me trying to be as objective as I can, the main, well, the main problem, the reason why that it fa- failed is exactly why you said they tried to put, be too different, too fast, for an unknown set of reasons. It was it was a bad pill delivered badly. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 I still just, don't think we're there. I still don't think we're there yet. I, I mean, like. Uh, if we're in an a- Xbox Two tomorrow and did, did the same thing. I still don't think it will work yet. They need to spin it, and the way they're spinning it now is the right way. Xbox Game Pass, eight quid a month. Yeah, it's so like a subscription service like Netflix. You can play all these games. So they might eventually go down the road where, you know, a lot of people seem to be against, uh, you know, game streaming. Yeah. Where you know stream your game, blah blah blah. I don't have any issue with it. See if it works. Happy Aye. fucking days. I can sit back um, and play and rely on it hundred percent. Um, I used to be very like, I'm I'm weird in the sense where I don't mind tangible media. Oh, uh, I, I love used it. To, I used to love it. I used to love it. But see if it's a game I know I'm going to adore, like Smash Bros. Hmm. Forty three days, by the way. Hmm. Um. Uh, that's a game physical i have to have a physical I, I, you know i know i could get it digitally and it'll always be my console no games like that games like that sell the you want to have something that you games. can protect I and want, covet i want and... that tangible media i want it physically um but 90 percent of my game purchases are digital and uh I think we're it's, it's inevitable i mean it's, it's going to happen that we're going to go to an all digital future 
Yeah. Like, it's quite crazy. My children, when they had probably when they're 16, 18, whatever, I mean, that's my, all what they know. They might look at these discs and go, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's happening crazy. already. Um, I mean, it's happening already. When was the last time you heard of people buying CDs? Exactly. I mean, um, they're pretty much gone. That's pretty much an all digital marketplace now. In fact, it's an all streaming marketplace now. Yeah. It's, um, but again, falling on the streaming where, we're kind of sagging away a wee bit from Xbox, but we'll come back to it. Um, well, Xbox like, Game Pass the, is a streaming service, so it's still relevant. It's streaming, but you can also download as well. It gives you the option to download as well. Okay. Uh, but even Nintendo's doing it with like Assassin's Creed and Resident Evil games aren't, that aren't powerful enough on that hardware. It can be streamed to you, uh, but it's only in Japan at the moment. Yeah. But we're coming on the, uh, we're coming on the like five G where. Your mobile network on your phone is going to be delivering you up to 300 megabytes a second. Yeah. Uh, you know, just 5G, anywhere. We're going to come to a point where we don't need fiber broadbands on our home anymore. Uh, we're, <laughs> I think what's going to happen is it's going to be like a sub card and you have a box. And, you know, yeah. you're going to have like, like Virgin Media is often free 400 megs a second, which is amazing. But I think it's going to come to a point where. You won't need that. I think you'll just have a SIM card and you'll yeah. have a lot of data or something on a SIM card. And we're getting there and we're digital is evolving so quickly. Um, it's going so, so fast. And again, I think we will get there fully digital. I mean, there's rumors that the next Xbox is going to have two different ones, going to have a disk drive and one's going to not. It's going to be like 300 pounds yeah, cheaper. Yeah. It's going to be a cloud streaming box. And you just know. There's going to be loud, like, oh, I hate no, it, I hate it, I hate it. Are, God, they're going to kill all <laughs> uh, that stuff. Again, you ask yourself a question, because I can ask myself all this question, when's the last time I put a disc? And I, like, I don't mean to stamp you down a wee bit, Karen, but you know I play like the latest and the newest and all that. Yeah, yours, is, yours is very modern. I like to sit and dig through and find yeah. something from 10 years ago that no one's fucking talked the about last in years. Time, the last time I put a disc... My PS4. I can't even remember. Um, maybe Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. That's the last time I put a disc in my PS4. Go on, do you have your computer in front of you? When did Uncharted 4 come out? Uncharted 4. Da, 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 da. Uncharted 4 release date. God, God, I love modern technology. 10th of May 2016. 2016. Year and a half. Mm-hmm. Last time I put a disc on my console. That's mad. No, I'm a fucking liar. That's why it was Spider Man. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. After all that. But uh, Spider Man was the first disc game I got. I purchased since Adam Chatter Four a year and a half ago. Everything yeah. else has been digital. And uh, it's it's and the only reason why I I, I got it digitally is because I had credit from uh, training on a few games. This is this is ultimately Xbox still haven't recovered from this because a few retails here now. When I I think I've alluded to this in previous podcasts, I said, you know, I was hired primarily in in game because I was the PlayStation guy. Yeah, I was the PlayStation guy, and don't get me wrong, any time there's a FIFA midnight launch for every ten copies sold, eight copies of it were in the three sixty. Three sixty was the beast. Yeah. It was the fucking the boy, the big dog. Um 
where PlayStation, where I always used to get stuck in PlayStation. People used to just say to me, PlayStation shout, just to wind me up. And uh, I was always able to talk about, you know, well, Naughty Dog are making this and this. And I was always, you know, very passionate about what they were making and everything. It was, it was just pure love of the, the, I was a fanboy, basically, when you brought it down. Um, but I always knew they would come good. You know, they would eventually get the recognition they deserve. And it's, you could also, so, PlayStation had a very easy job to do. Uh, Xbox kind of... PlayStation did the same with PS3. You know, was it arrogance? You know, they thought, right, you know what, we are the, the big dog. You know, this is the next step we're taking. All the our, Everybody's just going to jump over and does it just accept. Yeah. Uh, Don Matrick made the worst statement Oh, I know what this Remember is, and this, oh, this, uh, even though I'm a big Xbox fan, this this just made my blood boil. Go go for it. He was, he was being interviewed by Jeff Keighley, uh, who works for a company called Game Trailers, and he was talking to him about the controversy, about this always online connected console. And this is the guy of, like, who's pushing this console. And he, he I'd imagine a guy in that position has... I don't, I don't know what the word is. Feeders. People say, oh, if you ask you this, say this, sir. Oh, yeah, like PR like PR training. Yes, yes, yes. But they asked him about this always online controversy, and he turned around and said, well, we do have a device if you want to play your games offline, and that device is called the Xbox 360. Yeah. So the guy pioneering, fly, fly, like, steering the boat for Xbox basically said, if you don't like it, don't buy one. Yeah, and like the the guy, Jeff Keighley's face was just like, "What?" He just saw views hanging away. Was uh, all my God, like, Matrick? Did you really I've just made it now? Did you really um, just say that? Again, when I was working there, um, like put it this way: anybody listening and who lives in Derry, Northern Ireland, who purchased an Xbox One day one in game, myself. Did your your pre-order collection? The way it worked is that I was put in charge of Xbox. Uh, the store manager at the time came to me and said, "You're you're in charge of this. This is all on you." Uh, very excited at the time. I think it was great. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. Basically, the way it worked: any Xbox that came in, because there were so many pre-orders, we had the I well when I say we, I literally had to go through a list. Write down somebody's pre-order number, ring them, saying your console's here, you have 48 hours to come and get it, uh, put a barcode on it, and literally anytime somebody came in, the guy would walk out the back for me and say, Joe Blogs is here for a console, I had it all alphabetized, oh, there you go, there you go, I went out, here's your Xbox, blah, put me, blah, 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 and that was that. So, if you're listening, and you brought it day one, you've met me. <laughs> I sold you your Xbox. The Fist of Firmus gave the you your Xbox. The Fist of Firmus sorted you out. The, the bringer of Xbox. Saying. And it was... it The plan... And, and that shows you the comparison at launch. The plan was for me... Thankfully not to blow my own horn. I managed that so well that they put me in charge of PS4 as well. But for every one Xbox that we sold... We sold like seven or eight playstations and that was just like a like overnight the turnaround was shocking it was shocking 
Um, so much so I couldn't individually ring these people and go, here's your console. I, I, just, I just said to the manager, I can't do this. Yeah. You know, we had like 200 pre-orders for this Xbox One. We had nearly a thousand for the PlayStation. I thought, well, man, can't do this. So we just relied for people to come on for the pre-orders. And then after 48 hours, what was there? You know, it got sold. It was just free sale. It was that bad. I'd never in my life heard of a console being sold out uh, until the Wii. And then after the Wii, that never happened again. Yeah. And the PlayStation. But that's a different story for next week. Yeah. Hey. But um, the Xbox at the time, it did. <sighs> They are getting there now. I mean, I think the new CEO guy, Phil Spencer. Yeah. I mean, he's he seems a bit. He seems a bit yeah, he seems a bit nicer. He seems a bit more connected to what you know, to, to what um, they're trying to do. It seems he's a bit easier to kind of handle or swallow. I, I I just don't know where Xbox are going now. I like I I, I think like they they are as you say they're they're steering very PC. Yeah, they're going hard PC. I, I, I think that I think maybe next console there there won't be a need to purchase an Xbox console. Yeah, I think it'll be on everything. I think it'll be on everything. Yeah, it'll be you like a downloadable phone, service you, like Steam or something. Or uh, if you want to play Assassin's Creed in your phone, just buy this controller and then sign on to our service or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, get a Microsoft tablet. And let's face it, uh, we're getting used to different hardware tiers now with like these pro versions yep. of consoles coming out. Yep. Because again, I think there definitely will be a PlayStation Five. Um, I just I don't know if there's going to be an Xbox or another Xbox. Yeah. Like I, if, like you know like if there is, I would count on this it. platform. If there is, I think it'll be built as like you know this is going to be the last one that we'll do. Like I think the next yeah. generation might be the last generation of dedicated yeah. like hardware, like a dedicated yeah. division of hardware. I think we're just we're kind of going under this games as a service where you know you you have your you know EA access, you have your Game Pass. I think that's I think that's where Xbox wants to go. They want to you know pay a monthly subscription yeah and you can have access anywhere i mean smart tvs now you can download apps yeah probably streaming apps and stuff mm-hmm. um and again i i it's, i don't even think they don't answer that question themselves no but what i think that we should do all right and the thought just occurred to me i think what we should do is we should have once the console war settles down and we get this you no know, we get our we finish our full console list I think what we should do is sit down and explore streaming services and read up on them and see yeah. what the story is and we'll give our we'll chip in on our two cents and weigh up some pros and cons. I think that that could be a future yeah. episode that we could really sink teeth into because I think we both coming from like physical media being the only option, they now being the dying option. I think we have a really yeah. wide sort of experience on it. So I reckon we should pick mm-hmm. that up. But I th- for me, anyway, I think I've beaten my Xbox One points to death. We are a good hour and 10 minutes into our 30-minute podcast. We had to give the people what they wanted. That, that we had to come back. Uh, we had to come back. We had, we had a big one. Uh, ultimately, as I say, just before I go, yes. um, the Xbox One, I don't know how to... It's not a bad console. I I just don't think they still haven't recovered from that. And I, I, I just think 
be very interesting to see what they do next. You know, what's their next announcement? And, yeah. Will you know, it be who's going to make the first move? And will it be it's them? Like a game of chess, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. Are they going to swing for the fences again next time, or are they going to come back humbled yeah. and play are, are play it go, humble? Are they going to play it stiff? Yeah, are they going to play it. Um, so it's 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 just very it's very interesting to see what they do because I think what made it worse when they went back on themselves, and I think what sort of angered people even more was uh, it was. When they reverted all options, it was just a patch, just yeah. a software patch that disabled the DRM. Yeah, turned it so off. I, passed, I got pissed people off anymore. It was just like, like a couple of megabytes they sent through on a server, and it just turned everything off. And you're just like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, that was no, that done. Like you thought it was bolted under the machines, or Aye. and obviously it was a patch. It was software, like, but I think I just aggravated people even more. Yeah. No, yeah, they couldn't win. Once they had made their bed, that was it. People knew their intentions, yeah. and once that happens, you know, once you lose yeah. the people, that's it. Yeah, you know, that's it. There's, if you can't put the arses in the seats, doesn't matter what you do. No one's there to see it. No, definitely, definitely. But I think that well, that's where we should leave it for this week. Anyway, we've been, we've, we've. I think that we've given the Xbox One its its fair shake, and we'll <laughs> conclude next week. It's been a long journey, but next week we will conclude our console wars journey. So make sure that you tune in next week. It is going to be next week. So make sure that you're here to tune in for it. But for anyone that's listening to this podcast now, if you aren't subscribed, make sure to get subscribed so that you can hear our next episode when me and Daniel get together to talk about more video game goodness. Where you can subscribe on a multitude of platforms pretty much anywhere that plays sound plays this podcast so wherever you're listening to this now make sure to subscribe if you are wondering where we would like you to subscribe you should check out the anchor app that's where we upload our podcast to and that's where what that's the platform we check most regularly it's also the platform where you can record questions if we get any questions we always do a Q&A section and chat back and forth so make sure to leave your questions on the anchor app uh, if you want to contact us directly, you can contact me through Twitter at HarryAtomicYT. And if you want to contact Daniel on Twitter, you can get you at... Ferryman5000. Ferryman5000. But anyways, for me, that's uh, that's a wrap for me. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you next week. All the best. Bye-bye.